You're listening to the Transform Your Life podcast, where we talk about everything that you need to know to live your life happy, healthy, and whole. We talk about everything from pop culture to current events or just things that you've always been curious about every Tuesday in order to help you get the information you need to live your best life. Here's your host, Dr. Malika. Happy Transformation Tuesday. It is your host, Dr. Malika, and I am so glad as always to be here with you as we go on this journey to learn more information about what we can do to work on ourselves and to transform our lives to be the best version of ourselves. As you know, this month we are talking about forgiveness, and it's something that for the last year that I really have been looking at the impact of forgiveness on our emotional health, psychologically, the impact on our relationships, those different things, because I feel like it's important. And as I was doing the research, which is for a book that I have coming out soon, I found different things within that, that made me start to analyze it from a different perspective. And so I wanted to take this month, the month of February, that is the month that Valentine's Day is housed in. We celebrate love. Um, We celebrate the achievements of African-Americans. Shout out to the people for the culture. Um, I wanted to do that this month because I felt like it was appropriate for us to talk about um, leading into the month of March, where we will really start talking about the political scene. Uh, But I wanted to have something from a more positive, uplifting um, perspective. Well, that all will be uplifting, but something that I felt like will really help us grow and expand. And so today's topic is specifically about forgiving the unforgivable. And I know that some of us are like, well, what does that mean? Because bad things happen to people, you know, bad things are done to people all the time. You know, people are betrayed, um, you're humiliated, you're abused, these things happen. But there could be some things that we can consider beyond the point of what is considered the point of return for forgiveness. And so I don't want to bog down into the different examples, but you might know from your perspective what it is that you consider to be the unforgivable and what was done to you and how you've processed and dealt with that particular situation. And so I personally have heard some very horrible stories from clients that I've had. Even some of my students have disclosed some different things that have occurred to them. And listening to these stories, the thing for me that kind of stands paramount is they've survived that. So they're still here because I don't believe in saying that you're a victim. I believe that we're survivors. That perspective is from a more positive point. If you look at yourself as being a survivor and not a victim, it's so empowering. And so I start with that. The fact that they survived, they're a survivor, they're on the other side. Why are they still carrying this weight when the person who has wounded them is out living their life? And so that was the reason why I really wanted to talk about this, because I want to talk about offenses that are so deep and so hurtful that you don't even see a way to come back from that. I'll let you define that, as I said, for yourself. But I want to say a couple of things. Religious, from a religious standpoint, almost every religion, I can't think of any, um, and I've actually taught world religions, can't think of anywhere forgiveness is not something that they feel like is necessary or required of the believer. 
Um, there are a lot of clinicians that believe that forgiveness is included or a necessary part of the journey when you're in care. I will say this from my perspective. Forgiving is soothing. It helps to soothe you from an emotional standpoint. It helps you to basically put a, a, a salve on that wound that was there and allow it to heal and close. It also allows you to have closure and to move on. But some say, well, the wound is so deep and I don't know if I can ever get to that place then maybe you have to start looking at it from a different perspective. And so that was really what today is about. I want us to start looking at this from a different perspective and analyzing how the forgiveness journey goes. How do we go about it when the offense is egregious and what you need to do as far as steps to go along those, those lines. So let's just start looking at the beginning of this. How do we start this journey? While it can be very destructive to require that a person forgive and make it seem as if it's necessary for them to heal, almost like it's putting the pressure on you. You have to do this or else. That's not the way I like to personally present this perspective. I like to present it from the, the case of you're wounded and holding on to something and the person that injured you is living life, enjoying life being free, doing their thing, and you're still held captive. One of the quotes, and I can't remember who said this particular quote, it says that unforgiveness is like you drinking poison and you expecting someone else to die. And that really is what's happening. You're holding on to something that has injured you, not only from whatever the offense was, but it's injured you from an emotional standpoint deeply. But you're expecting the other person to be negatively impacted by this poison that you keep consuming inside yourself. And that baggage that you're carrying is not going to allow you to the freedom of healing. And for me, that's the biggest thing for me. I'm all about, you know, people have to reap what they sow. I do believe in that concept. I do believe that even if you forgive a person, that there's still an opposite or equal reaction that's out there in the in the universe. You know, if you believe in that and don't believe in religion, um, that's out there. And if you believe in karma, whatever it may be, I believe that that's out there. You can't outrun that. I believe that that exists. But it's not constructive for a person to hold on to unforgiveness just for the sake of feeling as if I forgive you, that means that I'm okay with what you did to me. That's not what you're saying. What you're saying is I'm not going to allow you to have control over me anymore. You've controlled me enough with the fact that I can't forgive you, that I'm angry and I'm holding on to this. I no longer want to sit here in the unforgiveness and have to be held captive while you're out there living your life. That's really what this is saying. It's not about forgiving the person per se. It's about what quality of life do you want to have? And I asked that question and you should ask yourself that question. Is this how I want my life to go? Do I want to continue to be controlled by the anger that I have at this person over something that, yes, it was beyond terrible what they did. It is a wound that has cut me deep. 
But do I want to still be here in this pain or do I want to be able to move beyond this point and continue to flourish and continue to grow? And if the answer is you want to be able to move beyond this point, then forgiveness is something that has to be a part of that process. I believe that everyone will have to pay the price for what they've done. No matter what the injury was that was inflicted, they're going to have to pay the price for what they've done. And so I want us to take a break and I want us to come back and just talk about the different things that I think will be helpful on the path as we're talking about forgiving on the um, forgiving the unforgivable. And hopefully this will give you some things that you can be able to think on going forth in your own personal journeys. Be back in just a second. And we're back and we are talking about forgiving the unforgivable. And in the first segment, we really just talked about what it means. You know, what does that really look like and how do we walk that out? And basically, I wanted to kind of get into helping you see that it's necessary because for some of us, we feel like I don't need to forgive them. Why do I need to absolve them for what they did? They need to feel what they inflicted on me, not realizing that you are actually holding yourself hostage and they're not the ones that are being held hostage by your unforgiveness. And so I wanted to walk us through some things that I think will be helpful in understanding how to be able to make this a tangible thing, how to be able to actually forgive a person that has done something to us that we consider to be the unforgivable. So the first thing that I want us to look at is acceptance. And so I know you're probably like, okay, so you're telling me I need to accept the fact that this person abused me or I need to accept the fact that this person killed my child, or I need to accept the fact of something that has been done that has considered to be horrific. Um, That is not what I'm saying. The concept of acceptance is coming to terms with the random harshness of life that we all have to encounter, whether good or bad or in between, we're going to have our turn to get hurt. That is just what life is. We're going to have those times when we lose a spouse to means that we couldn't project. We're going to have those times when we lose a child in means that we could not project. The acceptance is not saying that I take on the fact that this has happened to me. The acceptance is allowing you to move on and to quiet and basically put out the rage that is there you basically can take ownership of being a victim or you can take ownership of being a survivor if you take ownership of being a victim it will keep you in that mode of rage it will keep you in that mode of hurt it will keep you in that mode mode of anger and that's not the place that you want to be if you're trying to move on to grow and so I want you to look at it from this standpoint. Am I still standing? Am I still here? Am I, in spite of all the things that has happened to me, am I still thriving and flourishing when it doesn't make sense for me to be able to do that? If the answer to these questions are yes, then that gives you a different perspective. Yes, what happened to you was horrific and it was terrible, but it didn't knock you down. It tried, but it didn't keep you down there. And you still got up and you're able to move on. 
And so that acceptance is saying it happened. I can't change it. I know there's nothing I can do about it. But what I will say is I'm not going to allow it to keep me in this place. That is what your acceptance is really saying. And this is not even from a religious perspective when I give you that about acceptance. What it's really just saying saying simply is that I'm not going to continue to suffer because of something that was done to me that I consider to be unforgivable. All right. The next thing um, I want you to look at is number one and probably the foremost thing I wanted to start with this, but I just think this is, is important is gratefulness. A lot of times we will overlook the things in our life that are so beautiful and so great to focus on the minute amount of things that are not necessarily going the ways that we want to go. You have to be grateful. Sometimes you have to nitpick gratefulness where you may not be able to find a big thing or what you consider to be a big thing, but you may have to say, you know what? I woke up. I'm alive today. Um, I'm healthy. Everything in my body may not be working the way I want it to work, but I'm healthy. I'm functioning. I'm thriving in spite of that gratefulness might have to come from that spot instead of something big like you got a promotion on your job or you just bought a new house. Sometimes it's never that. Sometimes it's simply I'm here and I'm breathing and I shouldn't be because of what I've been through. Another person might not have been able to make it through. That is the perspective that you can come from when we're talking about gratefulness. I feel like gratefulness is necessary. It's important. It's overlooked. The reason why positive psychology is growing so quickly and thriving so much since its inception in the 90s is because of how powerful and impactful it is. Looking at life from a positive perspective is more powerful than people will give it credit for. And so I want you to look at it from the perspective of I'm going to be grateful because the gratefulness outweighs all of the bad stuff that I think is happening. In the totality of things, when you weigh it out in percentages, you have way more stuff that is positive, way more things to be grateful for than you do bad things that are happening in your life. And putting yourself in the perspective of being grateful will allow you to be able to do that. The next thing that I want to give you, and I think that this one is also um, a good one to think about, is sometimes you have to make the decision to forgive. So, and the reason why I say that is you're making an active choice. You're not doing it by default. You're not in a position to where it's happening almost without you actively participating in the forgiveness process, you need to actually make the decision to do that. And the way you do that is you're going to have to weigh through and deal with what happened to you and being able to move past that, that you're making a decision to forgive and not you are acquiescing or just giving in by saying, oh, I'm just not going to deal with it anymore. It's over because saying it's over is not actually actively making the decision to forgive. You're just saying, I'm not going to deal with this. You're repressing that. And that's not what's what's going to be necessary for you to make this journey to get to a place of healing. You need to be able to say, no, I know this happened. I'm aware it happened. 
I won't forget it because unfortunately, that's just what it is. These things probably will never be forgotten, but you can get to the place where it doesn't impact you the same way it did in the beginning when you were first experiencing, experiencing it and even going along the journey. And so making that decision to forgive again, 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 is for you, not for them. Stop worrying about what it looks like, the fact that you forgave them, the fact that you're friends with them. And maybe that will never happen because in some of these situations, friendship will probably not be a possibility. But the fact that you can even be cordial or deal with this person, stop worrying about that. Worry more about the fact that I'm no longer held captive. I've seen so many examples of parents of children, of their children that were killed, actually writing to to the judges and corresponding with the person that did this to their child um, during the court process or when they get convicted and put in prison. And people are like, how is this even possible? That person is the reason why your child is no longer here. Why are you advocating for them? Why would you be reaching out to them? And what they're saying is, If they continue to stay in that space of anger and hurt and rage, that you might as well put them in the grave with their child because they would not be living. And they decided that they wanted to be free. And if they could have a positive impact on the person that did this and hopefully make them a better person, even if they never get an opportunity to get outside of the prison walls, that is really what they're endeavoring to do. And so that is my advice that is what I'm saying to you with this episode is to never feel like something is beyond the realm of forgiveness. Will it hurt? Yes. Will you be in a place where it feels as if you can never recover from this? You'll have that space. The initial hurt will probably be a place where you feel like there's no way I can come back from this. But what I want you to understand is that you can. You're still here. You're still standing. And it is possible for you to come back from this because so many people have come back from some of the most horrific things that you don't even understand how it's possible for that to be. And you're stronger than what you give yourself credit for. So that is my advice today. That is our episode today is to know that there's nothing that's too big and too hard to be forgiven. And that in doing that, it is allowing you to move forward on your journey to be the best version of who you can be. And so I know it seems like this is just not enough on this topic, but it really was just enough for you to really be in the conversation and to think and reevaluate some things in your life. And I really want you guys to reach out to me and let me know what you think. I want to hear from you again. The listener letters are are welcome. We want those to come in. And again, until we meet again, I want you guys to have a great week. Thank you for joining us this week on the Transforming Your Life podcast with Dr. Malika. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Social media handle is at Dr. Malika Speaks, M-A-L-A-I-K-A, and at my website, MalikaMBrown.com, for more information on the podcast and other topics that we have going forward. As always, subscribe to the show to catch every new episode. And please be kind to leave us a review so we can continue to bring you fresh content. 
See you next Tuesday and make sure that you have a great rest of your week. Take care of yourself and take care of others.